In 2016, I said the following. One point is so obvious, I probably shouldn't have to note it, but will anyway. Big-name Republicans didn't care as much about economic problems when Bush was at the helm. At the same time, I could flip things around and note how, how little the Democrats feel enraged about the economy whenever it's their party's president in office. Consider how they generally see the Clinton years. Democrats will scarcely note any flaws from that time period, and heaven forbid you criticize any aspect of Bill Clinton's old, econo old economic policies. Everything was 100% fine back then, right? And so, even as electoral conditions change, I'll likely keep putting my original assertion back into place. Both parties are ruining the economy, at least for ordinary folks. So, okay, that's the end of the quote. So, um, let, let's see how much things have changed. This is like my new analysis all these years later. Unfortunately, not much has changed since then. And it was painfully easy to, pre to predict that would actually be the case. In fact, while Republicans have used their control over Congress and the presidency to wreak havoc on the economy for the better part of the past decade anyway, Democrats are meekly following along behind in a way that I would call substantive, as opposed to their rhetoric, which tends to fall flat when paired with the policies they actually support. Still, corporate Democrats see this and express the same overconfidence they had in 2016. The 2022 midterms and 2024 elections ought to really give them a kick in the pants. If they were to pass popular progressive policy initiatives, it would be a good thing for the country and even a good thing for the Democratic Party. But they're so enamored with corporate cash that their own corruption has made their own party their biggest opposition party. Yes, you can pin it all on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, uh, if you want, as being the most pathetic Democrats, but the hole was dug much deeper than that and before they really arrived on the scene. After all, just look at who is president right now. As Kyle Kalinske recently noted on Twitter, quote, Biden now at 36% support in new poll. And with this cold weather COVID wave coming, he's going to drop to Cheney slash Bush 20-something territory. In the polling, that is. We, as in progressives, tried to warn you. New Deal leftism wins. Milquetoast neoliberalism loses. Even to idiot Republicans yelping about Big Bird. So I think Kyle Kalinske is actually quite right about that. Um, now the Democrats' response to this will be to get defensive because they still assume it's likely only a matter of time before voters turn to Democrats in large numbers again. But they need to finally learn this. You're not guaranteed people's votes. This is a reality check, so go ahead and cash it. I shouldn't have to tell anyone this, frankly. It should be well understood by now, and people should have already moved well beyond this two-party system at this point in history. Unfortunately, we still haven't. Given the stark, naked, raving insanity of the Republicans and the flimsy quality of Democrats' economic policy, which is neoliberalism with occasional faux-woke rhetoric haphazardly attached, 
It's almost unbelievable to think that this is where we are still. Why haven't we moved on? Well, broader general theory is simply that we're experiencing collapse. That explains some things. That's how a Republican can, can look at improving infrastructure, that is roads, bridges, airports, and things, and say that equals communism. Because that's, you know, if you're that, if you're at that point, you know, it's a sign that we're really collapsing intellectually, culturally, and everything. Because I can tell you one thing, uh, having some basic infrastructure in place and updating it and, you know, having an education system and having certain standards and stuff, that doesn't really make you a communist, okay? Um, let me be clear on that. You know, updating bridges, modernizing things. You don't have to be a Marxist to do that shit. All right? So, anyway, because there are people like this kind of dotting the landscape, I don't expect things to get better. Republicans obviously aren't going to make anything get better. And uh, even though Obama deserves considerable blame for a lot of things... Republicans were convinced his biggest mistake was his identity at the time. I know, I was there. You know, the fact that he was born black and all that kind of stuff. Um, they didn't like that. Again, I'm not saying that to be unfair. Um, that was what was being made clear at the time. Donald Trump did his absolute best to raise concerns about Obama's birth certificate. And, uh, you know, they were claiming he was a secret Muslim and... At the same time, an atheist, a, you know, godless communist. But at the same time, he was a Wall, Wall Street elitist. You know, he was somehow all of those things jumbled up together. Um, you know, because nothing has to make sense anymore. You can throw you can throw all those, like, like a dartboard. You can just throw a bunch of darts and hit the label that you want to use at a given moment. And boom, there you go. That's your talking point. But anyway, um, Trump went on to suggest the so-called squad must also be, you know, a bunch of wicked foreigners, even those who were born here. And Obama himself noted in an interview on Fox News, no less, that Nixon was more liberal than his administration. But none of that matters because of what he looked like at the time. You know, a, Obamacare was uh, labeled this extremist, radical, communist takeover, even though it was actually a very corporate-dominated plan, similar to what uh, Mitt Romney implemented. And, you know, Mitt Romney was the Republican candidate uh, for the president. I mean, it seems people kind of forget that. You know, they're kind of forgetting all of these details for whatever reason. Because I guess they're stupid, you know. Long story short. So, what do the Democrats do to counter that kind of crap anyway? They go with Joe Biden. You know, the same guy who eulogized Strom Thurmond. That's right, the guy the Democratic Party chose to address the issue of white supremacy and all, all these things they claim to care about. That guy eulogized Strom Thurmond. <laughs> Let that sink in. You know, I'm not trying to be mean to Joe Biden, but what what would happen if it had been a Republican uh, presidential candidate who eulogized Strom Thurmond? 
would they ever stop talking about it? Would the Democrats ever, like, stop going after him for that? No. But, you know, double standards are fun. You know, like, like a buddy of mine says, two standards are better than one. And, of course, they still want to be pushing uh, Hillary Clinton and people like her in charge or any big Wall Street-backed candidate. And that's largely why the economic debate also seems to be over when it comes to big-budget questions like the ever-increasing military spending and corporate bailouts. You know, they'll criticize social spending and blah, 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 but never the military. But who can even watch these debates without bitterly cringing anyway? I was just looking uh, a little bit ago at the 2008 Obama-Clinton debate, where Charles Gibson, the ABC anchor, quoted Governor, Governor Cuomo's suggestion that, quote, Look, fight it to the end. Let every vote be counted. You can test every delegate. Go at each other right till the end. Don't give an inch to one another, but pledge now that whichever one of you wins the contest, you'll take the other as your running mate, and that the other one will agree, if they lose, to take second place on the ticket. In other words, uh, this Charles Gibson guy, the ABC anchor, thought it was just a dandy idea to mash the two uh, candidates together as some Democratic uber-candidate perhaps as a way of merging the old and the new. ah! But of course, Obama didn't really bring enough new and exciting progressive ideas to the table, and I got to see some people that I know lose faith in Obama in real time. How exciting that was. So while Trump goes too far for the Democrats, I think Democrats seem to want someone like Bush as president every once in a while. You know, good old W. Might not even be extreme um, for them to have somebody like W, but they they like having someone around like that so they can criticize him and uh, fundraise off of him, because Democrats enjoyed significant electoral fundraising benefits by framing elections around lesser of two evilism, and they've done that for a long time. In the process, you don't necessarily need clear-headed economic arguments around fiscal policy or how much power the people themselves should have over the, over the economy and their own lives, which is the actual essence of liberalism, by the way. Instead, it's all about, we might suck, but we're still better than that guy you know, in the other party. It all ends up looking like a game of good prez, bad prez. And, uh, you know, it's... it's it's part of our continually sinking standards. Uh, we, we get crappier candidates to choose from each and every time. And I, I don't see that that's going to change in the near future. I wish it would, but there unfortunately is not very much reason to be optimistic. And the messaging from Democrats remains bad. In my lifetime, there was never a point where we didn't have a Republican Party that demonize public spending, and inflating the deficit. But the Dems fall right into that debt trap and that deficit trap, seemingly never noting or particularly caring that the Republicans also support runaway spending, providing the money goes to the military budget and to certain megacorporations. 
the Democrats do mention that tax cuts increase the debt and the deficit, but they end up supporting a lot of the same tax cuts anyway, so it's kind of like a lost talking point. In the years after the financial crisis, Democrats, you know, the 2008 financial crisis, and uh, also the uh, COVID financial crisis, Democrats need to change the subject away from party and personality to policy and philosophy. But doing that will require pushing the economy back into the hands of the people, which is not something the Democratic Party is designed to do. It's there to further corporatize the economy and militarize that corporatized economy while doing a lot of other Republican-esque things. That's why even without necessarily trying to be an anarchic uh, leftist radical, I end up being there anyway. They push me back to this point, even if I try to be a pathetic conformist. They're just so lame that I pretty much can't help it, you know? Now, am I saying that I'm not lame in any ways, that I'm not a sellout? Um, you know, that sort of thing? No. But my point is, couldn't these people just try to sell out a little bit less? It's really that hard to think like an ordinary person with ordinary problems and to not be short-sighted, to actually have policies that might, you know, put people further ahead instead of, you know, uh, increasing the uh, crumbling infrastructure and, you know, how we're having more third worldiz third worldization. And no, I don't... I'm not being like a Republican uh, accusing immigrants of causing all that. No, it's just, you know, we're not putting money where it should be going. But I guess that's part of being privileged, you know. You have the privilege of not really seeing reality. So uh, a lot of these uh, these political party figureheads, you know, they, they just want to uh, do what Obama, or not what Obama, but what Biden said. And have nothing fundamentally change. So that's the future we have where they say nothing is fundamentally changing. But of course things are. Things are getting fundamentally worse each election cycle. And uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I wish I could be optimistic here. But I just don't see things panning out the way that they should be. So let me know what your thoughts are. Have a good day.